You are listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel, York Region. For more information, visit hbcyr.ca. Must have been an interesting day for the shepherds as they uh, saw uh, the angel and heard the uh, voice and got the message and went and saw the Lord Jesus Christ and then went and told everybody they could and and then the response of those people wondering and not sure and some doubting and you know if we were there maybe that would have been our sentence. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what he becomes. Well, we know the rest of the story. And we know how it ends. And we know how Jesus came and how um, he lived the perfect life so that he could be the sufficient sacrifice so that we could have new life. And we could have eternal life. And we could have peace with God. In Romans uh, chapter 5 and verse 1 it says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it all worked out just as God had planned it all to work out. And through the finished work of Jesus Christ, through faith in Christ alone, we are justified. We're made just as if we had never sinned. It's all taken away. And as a result, we have peace with God. You know, that's a common theme all the way through the uh, Christmas story. Peace, peace, peace. It goes back into Isaiah chapter 9, referring to Christ, where it said he would be the prince of peace. John the Baptist would come, and Luke 1, 79 says, to guide you in the way of peace. That was the message that John would bring. Um, the glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace. Luke 2, 14 is the message from uh, the angels to the shepherds. And then a text we're going to look at today. So if you've got your Bibles, you can open them up to Luke chapter 2 and verse 29 to a man named Simeon. It says, now, Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace. You're letting your servant depart in peace. The word peace appears about 400 plus, a little over 400 times in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the word primarily is shalom. It's a term that's still used. If you were over in Israel today, you would hear people greet each other uh, with that greeting. They would say, uh, shalom, it's a greeting between nations. It's a greeting uh, between people. And it's a, it's a greeting that's about the relationship of God with man, that God desires to bring us peace, still being used today. That's the Old Testament word. That's the Hebrew word. And in the New Testament, the word peace means rest from tranquility. Tranquility. Big words I'm trying to use today. A rest from tranquility. These things that are there in our lives and we're just looking for some rest and some tranquility. Um, the whole world is looking for peace. You hear it on the news all the time. Uh, you hear the stories of the Middle East and what's going on there and the battles for position and who should have a right to even exist. And, and we're just like, can't we just have peace? Can't we just have peace? We hear in the news about North Korea and all the work that's being there and the destruction plans and all the gibber and jabber that goes on back and forth between the nations. And can't we just have some peace? You know, maybe you got to struggle with your neighbor and you're not getting along very well. And, you know, you get in the house and you say to your spouse, can't we just have some peace? Why can't we just get past this and have some peace? Uh, maybe it's in your workplace. 
and, and the environment in your workplace is just toxic, and you get up in the morning, you don't even want to go to work anymore, and you're just like, why can't we just have some peace? Or maybe uh, husband and wife, followers of Jesus Christ, and yet there's no peace in your marriage. Why can't we just have peace? Or for the kids in the room who want to beat up their little brother or big sister or whatever every day, and mom and dad are go, can't we just have some peace? See, the world is looking for peace. And the only answer to the need that we have is Jesus Christ. He is our peace. Well, the verses I want to look at today for a few minutes are found in Luke 2, 29 to 32. It's a, an amazing narrative that comes just after Christmas, just a week or so after Christmas, um, the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and uh, they take, Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple, and they're going to offer a sacrifice. That's what they were required to do uh, by the law. And they would offer a sacrifice of turtle doves or pigeons, and you find all of that in verses 22 and, and 23. And, and, and they get to the temple, and there they meet a man whose name is Simeon. Um, Bible doesn't say very much about him. As a matter of fact, this is the only place we even really see him. But um, he is in the temple when they get there. And uh, he takes the Lord Jesus into his arms. And what he says is transformational uh, for all of us. So uh, Luke, 20, uh, Luke 2, uh, starting at verse uh, 25. I'll just start there for a second. It says, um, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And so they take Jesus to the temple, and there they meet Simeon, and he says in verse uh, 28, he took him up in his arms, took Jesus up in his arms, and he blessed God, and he said, now listen to this, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. Uh, the last verse there talks about how Jesus Christ came not just for Israel, but for the Gentiles. That's the rest of us in the room. And what Christ came and what Christ did was sufficient not only for God's people, but it was sufficient for all of us. And, but it's really cool what he says. He says, uh, my eyes have seen your salvation. He's got this little baby in his arms that's just a week old. He says he's a man who's filled with the Holy Spirit. And God reveals to him that this little baby, this little baby, We'll see how it all turns out in the end. This little baby would bring salvation to the world. True and lasting peace is found when you see Jesus. True and lasting peace is found when you see Jesus, when you meet Jesus. And this man, Simeon, he's got this little baby in his arms. God reveals to him who he is. Now, you have to understand, he didn't understand this nearly like we understand it. We know the rest of the story. We know what God has done. We know how Christ would come and how he would suffer and how he would die and how he would be the one who would pay the sufficient sacrifice so we could have eternal life. We got all of that because we know the rest of the story. But he looks down at this baby and he says, this baby is the salvation of the world. This baby will be the salvation of the world. Look what he says. Um, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. 
Depart in peace wasn't mean to go home for lunch. I've held the baby, now we can go home for lunch. That's not what he's talking about here. He's literally saying, now I can die. Now I can die. I've met the Savior of the world. I've met the one who will bring salvation. Now I can die. I can die in peace. I can die without fear. And I can die after making this clear declaration of who this one is, Jesus Christ. The one who would bring salvation is the one who brings us peace. So the question today for all of us is, do you have peace? Do you have peace? The illustrations I use and all those things that are on our mind and cause us anxiety and all the rest of it, they they cause us to be frustrated and they steal from us our joy and they steal from us our peace. But do you have peace about the most important thing in your life? Do you have peace about your relationship with Jesus Christ? So three things real quick I want you to see. First of all is that Jesus Christ would come to bring peace from God. Romans 1, 7 says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 1 that I already shared with you says, therefore, since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In the midst of all the turmoil, in the midst of all that's going on, if you want peace, true peace in your heart, that peace comes from Jesus Christ alone. He's the only one who can offer it. What the world offers uh, might seem to last for a little while, but it always just disintegrates. It always goes away. We end up back in our anxieties, back in our fears, back in we don't know where we're going. And if you want hope, if you want peace, that peace is found in Jesus Christ. I guess we'll have to just see how it all works out. And it all worked out with Christ on the cross so that I could have peace. And how do I get that peace? Well, that peace is something that God offers to us as a gift. It's a free gift. You don't earn it. You don't deserve it. He gives it to us, and all you can do is receive it. And you trust the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Bible says you'll be saved, and you'll have peace. Will we still live in a world filled with turmoil? We will for the now, but we're looking forward to something far greater as we look forward to what God is going to do when he comes and takes his children home, whether it's by our death or by his return, and we will be with him forever. That's our peace. And if you don't have that, you can have it by faith alone in Christ alone today. It's so difficult because people think they have to earn it, they have to deserve it, I have to work for it. And God's going, I loved you so much, I gave it all to you. I just gave it all to you in Jesus Christ. Now I see your, I see your salvation. That's peace from God. Coming from that also is peace with God. The peace that comes from God puts us in a relationship of peace with God. Man in himself is at enmity with God. No man seeks after the Lord. No man goes after God, but rather we go after our own things. But when we know the Lord Jesus Christ, we're told that we will have a peace with God. Some verses you can look up later, but Philippians 4, 7 to 9 talk about the peace of God and the God of peace and how that's all given to us, all given to us in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. But one more thing, peace has a purpose. Peace has a purpose. Now I can die in peace. Now I can live in peace. And so what's the purpose of peace in my life? Um, Some things the Bible uh, says to us is that, um, first of all, that peace will change us. 
When you have the peace of God in your heart, it will change you. Romans 14 says we should make every effort to do what leads to peace. In verse 19. Make every effort to do what leads to peace. You have this peace. Now let it rule out in your heart. Let it be lived out in your marriage. Let it be lived out with that struggling neighbor. Let it be lived out in that hard workplace. Let it be lived out as you trust the Lord for what he will do in our lives. It changes me. But it changes me in, a, in an environment where some people don't want peace. And I have to live, our desire is to be like Christ, but to live out the peace of God in our hearts. And in Romans chapter 12, it says, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all. As much as it depends on, yeah, but you don't know my neighbor. As much as it depends on you, live at peace with all. Yeah, but you don't know my spouse. That guy leaves his socks on the floor one more time. As much as it depends on you, Live at peace with all. But you don't know my little brother. You don't know my big sister. I would like to wring their neck. That was for the adults in the room. <laughs> as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all. We have an obligation to live in peace. Colossians 3.15 says, uh, let the peace of God rule in your heart. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. You see, the working of Jesus Christ not only saves us and gives us eternal peace, but it changes us as we seek to live for his honor and for his glory. Well, so what? With all the distractions of the season and at the end of the day, the reason for Christmas, the reason for the coming of Christ, his life, his death and his resurrection was so that we could have a relationship with God, a relationship of peace. Do you have that relationship? You can today by trusting him. True and lasting peace is found just like it was for Simeon when we see Jesus. It's a peace that's not only an upward peace, a vertical peace between us and God. It's an outward peace between us and our neighbors. It's also an inward peace. It's something that is in our hearts, the comfort of knowing I am kept by God for his time, for his glory. And then it's an onward peace living out every day, best I can, to be the demonstration of who Jesus Christ is for me. Peace come to give you peace. And it's available in Jesus Christ alone. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he came so that we could have life and we could have it abundantly. We thank you that he came so that we could be justified, made just as if we'd never sinned. Lord, we know how messed up we are, but the finished work of Christ, it gives, makes the slate clean. And the result, the result, Lord, is the confidence and the peace of knowing you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts this Christmas season, that we would see Jesus in a new way, and we would trust him, Father, in our walk as followers of Christ, as people of peace. And Father, for the person in the room who's never trusted Christ, they would see Jesus in a new way. 
and the gift that he offers of hope and peace and eternal life. God, do a work in our hearts that only you can do for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.